Good morning everybody, it is Tuesday the 2nd of June and we're doing okay again today. Market opened down 19 and we're up 12 as I speak. Wall Street was up 92. Futures this morning were up 9 so we're doing okay. A couple of features out of the US was the airlines sector. There's an ETF over the airline sector. It was up 4.48% overnight. There were something like 8 or 9 listed airlines in the US. All of them up, one of them up 7.8%. That whole travel trade continues which is good dominating the news wires in the u.s overnight is of course the race riots but i heard the expression on the news wires this morning of there being a market disconnect in other words the market just doesn't seem to be connected to the race riots at all in fact completely ignoring them you probably also saw trump's white house speech this morning which took rather a hard line it reminded me of margaret thatcher who resurrected her election hopes with the falklands war you never know this could actually play out quite well for trump at the end of the day Our daily watch of the number of COVID-19 cases shows that the main economies we're worrying about, the US and the UK, are okay. In fact, cases down again in the UK. But there is no doubt we've got a relapse risk. There are cases rising in South Korea, China, France, Brazil, and a number of other countries. So let's not completely dismiss or assume we're out of this yet. It could recur. And there's suggestions. I I think it's probably not right, but... There are suggestions that the riots in the U.S. are going to help cause a second wave. We do have to be on second wave watch for the moment. The market's not worrying about it, so let's not worry about it until the market starts worrying about it. Helping the market along overnight were some U.S. ISM manufacturing index numbers, which basically suggest that the worst of the economic damage is behind us, or behind the U.S. anyway, with a low in April in that index, and we're now in May, and May saw a small improvement, so let's hope that's right. U.S. GDP in the first quarter was down 5%. It's expected to be down 40% in the second quarter. Chinese also had some good PMI numbers yesterday, which suggests their economy, which is two to three months ahead of the rest of the world and coming out of lockdowns, suggests that's plodding along okay. That's all good for the iron ore stocks. The iron ore stock charts are looking fabulous at the moment. Fortescue is now 80% off the bottom. We hold BHP and Rio are overweight BHP, but we don't hold Fortescue. You can't catch them all, obviously. The energy sector moved well overnight, up 1.68%, the best performing sector in the US. And OPEC has moved forward its meeting. It's a virtual meeting from next week to this Thursday, which is a positive for the energy sector. Clearly, they have one thing on their mind, which is to extend production cuts and get the oil price up. So happy about that. We have a GDP number tomorrow. There is just the suggestion. It's a first quarter GDP number. There is the suggestion that the consensus number, which is minus 0.3 for the quarter, if it comes out as a positive number, then clearly the second quarter number is going to be terrible. But if the first quarter number can just register a positive, it means that we might not see two negative quarters on the trot despite COVID-19, in which case we will stand out against the rest of the world as being the only country that didn't have a recession thanks to the coronavirus. Anyway, we'll watch that GDP number tomorrow and see if there's a small positive number. It doesn't really matter. It's just an academic thing, but it would be quite a good headline globally. Australia escapes recession could help international investors look at our market a bit more closely. We got the Reserve Bank meeting today. Most brokers have rates on hold until the end of time. I don't think that's really going to disturb us. Philip Lowe made a few speeches last week. There's nothing surprising that's going to come out of this. A little bit of noise overnight on the trade front with China instructing a couple of state-owned firms to halt purchase of U.S. soybeans and pork. 
which threatens the terms of the phase one trade deal. They're retaliating against the US changes to Hong Kong's privileged trade status. No one's worrying about it at the moment. We've got to keep the trade situation in our peripheral vision. But as I say, nothing to worry about at the moment. I've got a chart in the newsletter today of the VIX volatility index or the fear index, as some people like to call it. That continues to settle nicely. Happy about that. So the strategy summary today is no change to being fully invested. Fairly happy with the market trend at the moment. Energy sector looking okay. Travel trade looking okay as the US airlines continue to fly. Qantas Webjet Flight Center, three of the most obvious stocks there, all looking okay. The technology trade is looking okay. We're well overweight in the sector. Technology sector still powering along in the US. And some stocks like WiseTech up 3.7% today. Uh, EML Payments up 5.4%. So all good. The Real Estate Investment Trust on the charts is looking like it's just topping out a little bit. There was a huge capital raising from vicinity centers, I think 1.2 billion. And we're expecting a wave of write downs on properties across the sector, but none of these should surprise. They are predictable and it's why the sector is already on its back. So still happy to hold those in income. Neutral on the banks, overweight banks in the income SMA. Overweight stock market stocks whilst the market keeps running. That's things like Macquarie, MFG. Healthcare, a little bit underweight at the moment, but only because recovery stocks are offering more bang for the buck. Happy to get back up to weight and overweight when the market settles into a more comfortable long-term bull market. U.S. civil unrest is being ignored. Chinese trade situations in the background, watching for the day it begins to dominate again. It's not today by the looks of it. Relapse risk is real as the world relaxes restrictions and social distancing discipline breaks down. There probably hasn't been time for the second wave to take off yet, but it is clearly the biggest risk out there in the market, but is not concerning the market or us at the moment. And finally, US election is coming into focus with Trump ahead, but not home. His speech this morning, as I say, reminded me of a Thatcher going to war with the Falklands to save her election chances. Wars win elections. Trump, like him or not, is good for the markets. Right, a final little value add for you lovely Marcus Today members. I have always had a bit of a problem with the way the ASX breaks stocks up into sectors. And that means you're sort of hemmed in when you're looking at sector indices. And it doesn't really give you a good watch list for stocks that respond to particular themes. So for instance, when I talk about the travel trade, there is no travel sector in the ASX. And when I talk about the energy trade, they lump energy in with resources and it's all a bit messy. So I have built a model which allows you to put whatever stock you like into whatever sector and call it whatever you like. And so, for instance, one of the themes I've talked about at times has been the stock market stocks, which are stocks that respond to the market going up, that have some sort of leverage to financial markets. So I've created the stock market sector and another one I've created the travel trade sector. And if you look in the newsletter today, you'll see the stock market stocks, you'll see the travel stocks and we can build any. It's effectively not really a sector. It's any watch list for any particular theme that comes up. It's just that the way the ASX breaks things up isn't clean when you're talking about a theme 
and you don't know whether these stocks actually respond to those themes. For instance, the gambling, I've created the gambling sector. There are certain gambling stocks that have been hard hit by COVID-19. You want to break them out somewhere. And at the same time, there'd be sectors like the housing market sector. What responds to the housing market? That's everything from the banks to AV Jennings to mortgage choice. So you can put them all in one sector. So I've started to stocks into sectors that will respond to particular themes we talk about. I hope you'll find that a bit of a value add for Marcus Today members to be able to identify or pull out particular groups of stocks on themes. And we can do that as we like and customize themes, customize sectors, and it'll be more useful to you as a private investor to know exactly which stocks respond to what themes without being hemmed in by these rather ugly ASX sector definitions, which don't really work for me. So you'll see a couple of the sectors in there today. And over time, we will continue to use these customized sectors to give you a clearer picture of which stock should be on your watch list for what theme. So that's it for today. Happy with today. Market is, as I speak, up one point, but our growth portfolios outperforming up 0.45%. So happy with that. And our income portfolio is up 0.2% outperforming. That's all I live for these days. You have a good day.